Three, two, one. Welcome back to another episode of Backward Point, a cricket podcast centering around Pakistan cricket, but also covering just world cricket in general. Uh, I am your co-host, Bashar, and with me is my brother and co-host. Nazir Sayyid. The Zalmi um, himself. I'm sorry? The Zalmi himself. The Zalmi himself. Straight from Peshawar. <laughs> um, this is going to be more of a, a PSL review so far we're sort of at the end of the first leg of the PSL mm-hmm. uh, almost at the halfway point so yep. we're going to discuss some notable performances what our team's doing um, what team needs to improve um, how Karachi can keep losing so they can finish at the bottom <laughs> of the table uh, which they're currently at so we're sort of at the halfway stage what have you thought about the PSL any notable performances any surprises from you what's up uh, good to be back on the pod um, first and foremost, always a, a pleasure to sit across from you and hear your really, really horrid takes. Uh, some of them are good. Some of them are questionable at most. Uh, the PSL has been good. I've been following it uh, quite regularly now. now this, is, this is a league that I, I don't really have much faith in because I feel like these, these games really don't have stakes. The PSL at the end of the day doesn't really mean anything. League cricket, I'm an anti-league cricket type of guy. So this is like a very new experience for me to actually actively follow game by game. Now, I feel like, you know, remember when Martin Scorsese said that the Avengers movies aren't cinema? Mm -hmm. That's how I feel about PSL or or, or the leagues. I feel like they're not, uh, they're not a direct representation of cricket. So it's just, for me, it's like a theme park ride. It's like, Azim Khan can wake up, hit 95, 97 off 45, hit 90 runs off the fast last three overs. Like, that's okay. You know so what? I'm trying to say these matches, these innings, these performances have no significance. They have no significance. To you. To me. This is all based on me. They have no significance to me because they don't really translate into, okay, yeah, so Babur Azim has 25 PSL 50s or something like that. 27 PSL 50s. Okay. Good. His uh, century at uh, Birmingham against New Zealand will always top any single PSL innings he ever has, right? From that standpoint, it's been good, man. It's been a a ride. I would actually, I want to highly disagree with what you're saying. Okay. So the PSL is actually, it's one of the biggest brands in Pakistan. Not denying that. Um, And I would even argue that all of the... uh, the superstar players we've gotten in the last five to six years mm-hmm. have been through the pipeline of PSL. Uh, Shadab Khan, Hassan Ali, uh, Shajil Khan came back into the team through the PSL. Mohamed Nabi came back into the team through the PSL. Um, we've recently seen Azam Khan, Soheb Maksud. All of these players perform in the PSL, make their way into the team. Mohamed Hasnain, um, he balled a few balls at 150 and he was in the World Cup squad. So I feel like PSL is very... It's it's a free chance for players to sort of perform, make your name at the global stage, and even make a case for yourself to come in the Pakistan cricket team. What are we doing here, guys? What are we doing here? Like, where when did we come to the point where domestic cricket, um, department cricket, history, sent decades of cricket that literally pulled out players like Imran Khan, that pulled out players like Ramiz Raja, pulled out players like Saeed Anwar, we are now relying on a capitalistic cash grab. If I'm being honest with you, we're actually relying on Lahore Kalandas PDB program. 
That's true. We are relying That's on the only thing. Akib Javed to find the next hardest rove off the streets of Pakistan. I don't mind Akib Javed um, trying to find the next uh, hardest rove. I just don't want him to do any more press conferences. This guy is a monstrosity in front of the ca- in front of the mic. Um, so do you, do you see where I'm coming from? I'm, I see what you're coming from. There's eyeballs on this thing. Um, but you know what? Avengers made $2 billion. Nobody's winning an Oscar from that movie. Nobody's winning an Oscar from that movie. Like people who have won Oscars go to an Avengers movie to get a cash grab like Anthony Hopkins. But it's not going to create Oscar winners. Do you know what it's I'm trying gonna to say? Create- you're going to get a you're going to get a Martin Guptill who's on the tail end of his career score a magnificent century a couple of days ago. But it doesn't really mean anything. Do you know what I'm trying to say? I I, I want to disagree again because oh, Go ahead. <laughs> this is starting 2017 off 2017 PSL we discovered Hassan Ali 2017 Champions Trophy, Hassan Ali was the best player of the tournament, an integral part of, of Pakistan winning the Champions Trophy. So if it wasn't for the PSL, we would never have even identified Hassan Ali as a potential talent. You're saying that if the PSL did not exist, Hassan Ali would be... He might have not gotten the same opportunities of, of getting into the team or getting the highlights as as he needed. And the same with Chalab Khan. So, that's what, so, so it's basically like a get famous, get noticed quick scheme. Basically. Okay, then. I mean, it's just a big uh, advertisement for the bowlers we have. Then that's fine for me. But at the end of the day, are you going to sit there, a man who just watched three hours of England versus New Zealand cricket, test cricket, sit there, honestly say to me, that's real cricket that we're watching there? That's substantial cricket? That's cricket that we're going to be remembering for years to come? Well, that's arguable because the current England setup is all based off of classical T20 players. Ben Tuckett, Harry Brook, these guys have all been T20 Globetrotters. So okay. they're now in the England setup. They're playing a very different brand of cricket. So they're revolutionizing. I, I, don't think it's, I, think, I don't think it's comparable. They're revolutionizing test cricket, sure. But at the same time, are you going to tell me the quality of cricket that you're watching on Friday nights? Where, again, Azam Khan is scoring 97, like 90 runs in the last three overs, Islamabad United versus Kuwaita. You're telling me that's the brand of cricket that you would love to watch forever? Okay, you obviously can't, can't compare Why not? Uh, test cricket to, to a T20 league. Obviously, you can't. What's but, better? <laughs> well, <laughs> What's better? different formats. I'm just saying. There are different formats. There's obviously 11 of the best players playing in of a country versus maybe, you know, five good players and then two or three foreign players. So I feel like- you can't compare the two at all. I mean, we can go on for this for like the next 30 minutes. I don't want to keep What do you have against the PSL, man? I don't have like anything. Especially what do you have against Asim Khan? I told you, like I told you, it's let's address the elephant in the room. <laughs> no pun. <laughs> this is cancelable, bro. Um, no, I don't have anything against Asim Khan. I'm, I'm a big. I'm a. Uh, I have a thing against. Um, uh, what's the word? Nepotism. Nepotism. I have a thing against that. I mean, um, if you can prove me, prove to me that this person is like literally the next best, best thing, like how Imam was. Okay, Imam is his his position in the squad initially was questionable, but this man came in and he dominated. Um, Same thing with Azam. Azam came in the Quetta team and he, his his selection was questionable because he had no domestic record, nothing to back him up. But once he came in, now he has one of the highest strike rates, one of the highest strike rates against spin in the last three years, statistically. How does there, he, there's a reason why the CPL teams are picking up. There's a reason why the BPL teams are and, and the Sri Lankan Premier League teams are, are picking him up. He has stats and performances to back himself up. I'm just going to sit here and say I'd be very surprised if he ever plays national for a long time. I'd be extremely surprised. He doesn't have... 
I don't see him playing the. I don't see his place in the team in the next five years. Why not? Who's Who's he replacing? Pray tell. Uh, can he replace? He's not replacing. He could be an addition to Rizwan. Rizwan. We already have Hades. Rizwan can can field between Hades and Azam. Who's better? How why can't they both play? Side keep like you want to play all the keepers in yeah, the team. Why not? This is outrageous. All right, this is this is this is why I blame the Indian cricket team. They so started, wait, wait, wait. They did this with MS Dhoni and Rishabh Pant, right? This is what they did. They had uh, Dhoni play, and then Rishabh Pant was also a keeper. They also, also had like, Dinesh Karthik play. All three of them at the same the time. World Cup semi-final. Dhoni was the keeper. Dinesh Karthik uh, was playing as a fielder, and so was Rishabh Pant. That's so wild. I blame team. India. You have to play the best possible eleven. It's a big argument whether Azam should make the team or not, but. I'm just saying it's not. It's a possibility. Awesome could be the wicket keeper. Whereas Juan Hearts are both agile. They're both very fit players. They can feel anywhere in, 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 in the field. But my question is, Azam Khan's fitness has, has always been very questionable. Uh, and he's always often said that he wants to lose weight, but he's also fearful that he might lose his power along with his weight. No. Okay, I'm going to stop you right there one second. Let me finish. Let me finish. Ooh, okay. Uh, for me, it's just the fact that this this guy is going to be representing Pakistan, mm-hmm. and I can't imagine, let's say, a World Cup match against India, and Azam Khan and Virat Kohli are walking down the steps for the national anthem. Mm-hmm. I cannot, I cannot imagine that. And I know in the past we've had players like Inzamam play for a long period of time, um, but Inzamam didn't come into the team like that. <laughs> well, he was always kind of chubby. He was chubby. Okay, the difference between Inzamam, Inzamam being a little bit chubby. And then Azam Khan is that there's a difference in like the size. But if, if Azam Khan is still fair. agile, if he's hitting 11 sixes in four matches, yeah, man, most sixes in the PSL, third highest run scorer, an insane uh, strike rate, the shots that he's hitting, the power that he's generating, um, and if he's taking good catches behind stumps, like why not? I'm just, I'm just, you know, speaking. I don't know. I think um, if 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 Azam Khan does not want the criticism of his father and the nepotism slander. He has to come in through the regular circuit. He can't just be picked from. He is playing. Uh, yeah, play domestic. He's I wanna, playing domestic. I want to see him being. I want to see him grinding the next three years in domestic. But isn't the PSL also pounds? A, a way to select players? And play no, but that's what I'm saying. So this is my argument since the start. PSL is just a microscope. Uh, microscope. It's basically an ad- advertisement for. Oh, these are the players that we have. But there are way more deserving players to be in the squad than Azam Khan. If Azam Khan wants to prove his grit. He has to go through the domestic circuit. I want to see him grinding. I want to see him play all the department leagues. I want to see him sit there in the sun five days, play those Khadiyazm Trophy games in Karachi. Yes, he he's playing them. I need to see that for a couple of years, man. I need to see those stats. I need to see those numbers. I need to see these this being reflected in the daily grind. Right? I don't want to see him come and play three weeks in a league, score 15 billion runs, 35 sixes in like five games or whatever he's doing. And then, and then just like... Just uh, expect to be called into the national squad. There's better players in the squad right now sitting on the bench. Who's a better uh, six Muhammad Haris. But he's already in the team. Zelmi. Haris, he's not in the team. I would I would argue that Haris hasn't played much cricket either. He's uh, Azam is 24. Haris is 21, I think. Yeah. And I, I would even argue that Azam has probably played more cricket than, than Haris. Okay, but Haris is a raw talent, my guy. Is, is an Azam raw talent? Uh, Azam has more sixes, more runs than Harris this season. Had a had a higher striker. I don't know. So what are what are you saying here? Okay, but I'm saying that now this is truly arbitrary. This is just my opinion. If you have your daddy's back on on the squad, he's playing for Islamabad. How how does his daddy's back come? He was playing for Quetta first. Like that's not. But he got traded. Let's yeah. Let's call a spade a spade. How does he get the chance in Quetta? Be honest. My boy Harris is coming from the streets. 
<laughs> so okay, he's out here playing semifinals. He started he, his first game in the World Cup of the semifinal. So I would even argue that Imam came in the team because his his uncle was the selector. Yeah, but then what happened? He made his place. Azam has so, played national wait, cricket. Let, let's give Azam the same chance. But he's played national cricket. He's played uh, three games. What happened? And he has had one innings. He's played a total of maybe five balls. In the first eight innings that Imam Imamulak or first ten innings that Imamulak played, he had three centuries. So let's give ten innings you, to Azam. You gotta do that. You got You have to make that kind of an impact. Let's give ten innings to Azam and let's see where he goes. I highly doubt that in this. Um, structure that we have created with Babar Azam is king, King Babar, and everything is flowing down under him. He there is no he's play he'll play Usman Ghadir before he plays um Babar. That's Azam. friendship so whatever. You're a better like than Usman Ghadir. That's <laughs> a different debate but no 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 I like Usman Ghadir. You I know you have a problem with Usman. Absolutely hate him. I have something okay. against him. It's it's personal maybe but what's personal? What, he what did he ever do to at you? At least two or three bad balls in one over. You know what it is? I like him because he reminds me of his dad. Isn't that nepotism? No. <laughs> My man argued <laughs> for a good I mean. five minutes of nepotism. And he's like, I like Usman Khalid because of his dad. No, no, but he reminds me of his I dad. I want like you his, to his love action, Austin the same way. His action is as, as like, it's reminiscent of, of Abdul Azam is also a keeper. Like his dad. Bro, by the time he, I don't want to say that. It's just, the guy needs to lose 30 pounds. Are we, but, am I crazy for well, this? What if he loses his power along with his weight? What signs says death? If he loses his fat, isn't he quicker firstly upon the ball? But he's going to lose some muscle too. But he doesn't have to lose muscle. He can gain more muscle. He can be more sleek. Bro, come on, bro. This is the worst argument ever. This guy is going to lose muscle. I'm just quoting what Azam said. going to lose I'm his just power. But he's better than that. Azam, you're better than that, my guy. Like, come on the podcast. I really want you. I heard you're a great singer. He follows John Mayer. He follows John Mayer. He's got great taste in music, man. Like, I get it. Like, uh, you can see I can see your father's academy from my in-laws like I I, I, wrote, I root for that right at the same time he's gotta he's gotta give me more chops in hitting these sixes man like okay I'll give you the I'll give you the sweep on Hasnan at 147 147 clicks coming at you this guy takes his foot in sweeps him to mid, uh, mid-wicket it's one of the most insane shots I've ever seen 102 meter six I was screaming six. when he played that shot absolutely insane right but at the, at the same time can I see? Are you are you willing to like? I need to see you play more than twenty overs. I need to see you play fifty overs. I need to see you play four day test matches. I need to see those stats before I can say, before I can sh- make a case for Azam Khan to be in the team. Right now, it's all hype. You you know that hype does not translate into numbers. Unreally two thousand six. Where is he? Right. What? <laughs> I feel like I made a good point here. <laughs> sure. Like hype does not translate what you're saying. the numbers. We shouldn't base someone's uh, selection based off of like one or two. Great and names. if you're going hype, by the way, I would take Saima Yub over this cat. Saima Yub. We talked about this kid. Uh, the first episode we did. Yeah, um, yeah first episode. He was PSL. he went ballistic. He, he he was amazing. Uh, the the first shot he played, uh, after uh, who got out was Haris got out. Was yeah, Bobber got out. I think one of those. The I first ball he played, out. he was a scintillating cover drive, and mm-hmm. then he just played some insane. He has an insane range of shots. But again, my criticism will remain for him as well. I need to see those numbers translate into real numbers, man. PSL numbers don't mean but anything. But PSL is a way to identify talent. Bahab Riaz is the most number one wicket taker in PSL, guys. What are we doing? What are we doing? He's bald. Go <laughs> PSL. Bahab Riaz. He has two spells in his lifetime that are like remarkable. This guy was an average bowler at best, and he's the number one wicket. This is a, this is your league. 
This is your league. You can even say maybe it's because of sample size. He's played more matches. That's taking, some, yeah, for sure. I, I'm, I'm just saying. These leagues don't mean anything at the end of the day. All right? Who won the last CPL? No one knows. I don't even think they know. The people who won. It's just a way to make money, to get these people paid. I love that these players are getting paid. People are getting their bags. But these are the same leagues that Muhammad Ahmed prioritized over national, national duties. All right? This is what's happening. These are the same leagues that Brian Lara was, I just saw a clip on, on this actually, crying about or getting emotional about uh, uh, that the West Indians players are choosing these leagues over national duties. Yeah. So we are losing quality cricket. Like I was just watching a random test match, literally like just because of this podcast, I get to watch so much cricket now. Random test match, 2005, I believe. Um, we had Fiddle Edwards uh, against Ponting. Where's the West Indies team anymore? Half these people play freaking leagues all across the world, not playing national duty, not doing national duties, and then they come in. There are a a joke in the tests. ODIs barely can hang on, and T20s. Okay, some days they win, some days they'll give you uh, Carlos Brathwaite numbers, some days they'll be like struggling to qualify. Right? These. This is the problem with modern cricket. It's all capitalistic. Yeah, I was just uh, in January. I noticed there were like four to five, four leagues at least happening at the same Correct. time. There was the International League T20 in, in Dubai. There was the South African League in South Africa. There was the BPL. There was a Big Bash. So four leagues going on at the same time. There's so much cricket. There's an influx of cricket. And as as a cricket watcher, like I, I'm not sure where to tune in, where to watch. Because all it's of so them, hard to follow. It's, it's like pointless at, at a certain Because there, there's so much cricket that it means nothing at the end. This cricket means nothing. Like At the end of the day, we're just going to be left with like, there's an amazing England versus New Zealand test match going on right now, right? Jimmy Anderson at 41, he's giving you numbers that bowlers dream of in their prime. That is that is quality cricket. You see this guy bowling for 20 minutes straight. He's setting up batsmen. He's bringing seven, eight deliveries in in, like, a couple of overs and just bringing that one out. Like, that's what we're here to watch. That's cricket, my guy. Right? That's, qual- that's going to be quality cricket forever. These bursts of emotions that you have with with this guy hitting nine like ninety runs in the last Bro, three overs. Azam Khan sweep against Asnain. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I, I don't mind. Like this is again. I loved it when Captain America picked up Mueller. I'll give Why you that. Why are you bringing the Avengers into this? Because I'm telling you, this is exactly what it is. I feel like I'm so old now. I feel like Martin Scorsese had a point when he said that because I feel like the same way about um, franchise cricket. It's not real cricket. And yet, here we are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's fun to watch. I love Avengers. Ant-Man was great. I just watched Quantumania. It was fine. Like, yeah, it was great to see him score 220 in 20 overs, Islamabad, to score that. But, like, Sarfraz will still have a Champions Trophy captain under his belt, even if he got, like, you know? You know what I'm trying to say here? It doesn't matter at the end of the day. It does matter because you're the players you're selecting for the national team are coming through the pipeline of PSL. So then, that's has a lot to say about our uh, about our selection committee. Then it is what it is. I'm that's I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Stark doesn't play any franchise. Harris Rove is a product of the PSL. Stark doesn't. Muhammad Harris is a product of the PSL. Bro, Inzam was picked from the net session. Okay, you're so you're telling me nineties. No, no, I'm saying that we've PSL. never had we've never had structure like that. So okay, fine, I'll give you those numbers. Like this is how so we you got. You can't just say the PSL is pointless. I'm saying there's no stakes. It's they're great games to watch from now and then, like the Karachi Kings game where they almost came back. That was a 
fun to watch, man. That was great to watch. But okay, they still lost. Doesn't mean anything. Muhammad Amr is still a douchebag. Imad Wasim is still wearing having a ponytail. Wasim Akram is still kicking chairs. Okay, whatever. What's the point of all this? You're being nihilistic. I'm not being nihilistic. I'm What's the point of anything then? No, no. I'm saying there's there's cricket le- like there's cricket leagues. Is Tendulkar ever won a uh, IPL? Perhaps. Nobody cares. <laughs> How many centuries does he have? Hundred. There we go. Where did he score them? I see what you're saying. That's it. That's it. That's that's my point, boys. How many wickets does Wasim Akram have in franchise cricket? Well, he didn't play much. How many does he have in tests? Four and four. Why do you know that? We have the perfume. That's why. That's why we know that. <laughs> Wasim Akram, yo, sponsor. Yo, Wasim Akram, sponsor the podcast, bro. We love four one four. And five hundred two. Yeah, Jinny Jim Get in, get in touch. Um. Oh, I feel like we drifted. I feel like I, so, I, I sounded like an old man just crying. You did. You did. I'm you, so you sorry, like, guys. You're so. I'm so, so sorry. Negative. This is how. This is how I feel about it. Um. Especially after watching, because there's great cricket going on around in the world right now. India versus Australia. Love seeing, I love seeing Australia being pummeled to the ground. I love that. They've shattered Australia so much that they're literally sending players back home. It's gotten that bad. And, you know, um, thoughts and prayers to Pat Cummins, obviously. But I'm not, apart from him, everybody's getting injured and they're sending people back. Um, It's great cricket to watch, man. That's great cricket to watch. Speaking on that note, like every time Australia loses a series or, or a match outside of their hometown or, or their home country, I'm like, what? How did we fumble that back? That's all I think about. Because we don't know how to make proper pitches and stuff. There we go. I, that's what I'm saying. Like this should have been a two-zero series that we won, but whatever. You were working last time. I was just watching um, the Test season two in the specific episode where uh, the Australian team comes to Pakistan. Yeah. Literally, the after the first Test match, Nathan Lyon. A man who has played over 100 tests, over 400 records, said the Pindi pitch was the worst pitch he has ever played at of all time. Can you talk about that a little bit? How is a pitch good and how is a pitch bad? What? It, well, why was it so bad? Well, th- there should be dynamics or characteristics of the pitch. It should either be supportive to pacers, it should be supportive to spinners, or it should be a bit of both. There should be some some movement off the pitch for, for Seamer. There should be some bounce, uh, some carry. If not that, there should be some turn, um, you know, some some breaking, some rough spots, so spinners can make the most of it. So it should be leaning towards one side or the other. But the pitches in Pindi and, and even the one in Karachi were absolute roads. There was, what does that mean? There was no movement. There was no bounce. There was no carry. You don't get swing in the air in Pakistan. Uh, there was barely any reverse swing. Um, spinners weren't getting anything maybe up until day four, day five, and they were like, you know... Um, patches and then cracks so everybody was coming into bat scoring century so just very negative cricket and very dull cricket um and i guess the curators and and the pcb is to blame for that um how different were these from the pitches that sri lanka and zimbabwe played in in like a couple of years ago because because they also played on similar pitches in pindi and karachi and were they also like that bad because we did get results in those games. Yeah, I think that those results were because of how bad those teams were. <laughs> those teams were, okay. Not because you were incredibly good. Uh, <laughs> but it's a point of concern when like bowlers like Hazelwood and Stark and Lyon and Cummins aren't able to get wickets. Um, so yeah. that that was just frustrating. And it's just, as a viewer as well, like we were just watching the game against England and New Zealand. Yeah. You're seeing like movement off the pitch. You're seeing some good shots being played. Uh, a really good balance between bat and ball 
Um, but but in Pakistan, it was just flat decks, nothing happening. But it's fun to watch those flat decks in PSL matches, I guess, because then you get you have Azim Khan, Sweep Kastani at one forty clicks mm-hmm. for one hundred and two meter six. There we go. It's because of those pitches. Yeah. Um, uh, have you seen? I just want to talk more about PSL. Yeah, um, I was gonna say about uh, the first over wicket from Shaheen was great. By the way, yes, good to see that back. Good to see. He's uh, one thing you notice like a bit more technical, but Shaheen's bowling really like wide of the crease. Mm-hmm. I think if he comes more close to the crease, he could get a bigger angle of swinging it back in. He can get more wickets, but maybe he's like you know saving his his front leg. Um, the one that got injured, but he's looking good. His pace is up. Um, and I think Shaheen. A very underrated fact about him is that he's turned out to be a very good leader. The way he's leading Lohokan, the way he's carrying David Wiesa, Sikandar Raza, Hardestrof, all of these young players, and even the senior ones, um, it's really a sight to see. Are you and trying to imply something? I'm sorry? You're trying to imply something? You never know. But I, you know, People have said that fast bowling captains um, are generally more aggressive, more attacking. When was the last time we got a bowling captain? I'm trying to think. Wasim Akram. Damn, it's and been that long. Four regard units. It's been twenty years. Yes. So uh, the only ones that I can think of in our history are Iran Khan, Wasim, Wakar. That's pretty much it. And then right, right now we're seeing Pat Cummins as a fast bowling captain. The first one. Trent Bolt is he Bolt a captain right now? No. Tim Southey was. Tim Southey, yeah, my bad. Yeah. Southey was uh, Test captain. Who's the, who's the uh, New Zealand captain right now? Tim Southey. Tim Southey, right? Yeah. yeah. Having a horrible time, buddy. Yeah. You got to get those batters to bat with the bat, not like. Whatever they're doing right now. Yeah. It's horrible to watch. Um, what else do we got? I want to talk about more about this. Uh, have you seen that bowler from Multan, Isanullah? Yeah. Good bowler, man. My man clocked in. He took uh, the game that he actually got a lot of uh, notice was the game against Quetta. Hmm. He bowled a delivery at 150.7 to get Sarfaraz out. Then he bowled a delivery at 152. The next ball to get Jaja Tahar out. Mm-hmm. You don't um, call him that anymore, apparently. The man's got pace. The man's tall. Uh, it's quick. The one thing I would argue is that he is not 20. I'm ready to bet money on this. Yeah. Um, he looks older than us. Dude, he's a lot older. He's He looks like he's been through. <laughs> he's been through he's it. He's been through something. <laughs> he's lived a life before the PSL. <laughs> and um, no way he's 20, but a, a really good prospect. Someone who has pace, who... If he fixes his wrist a bit, he gets some swing up front. Uh, Pakistan could add him to the, the bench of our fast bowlers. Uh, you know, he could be alongside the likes of Hasnain, Dahani, um, Hassan Ali. Hasnain reminds me a lot of Mohamed Sami. Do you see that? I, I, it was Sami's birthday, so PCB made a little package, posted it on social media, and I saw Prime Hasnain, like Has, uh, Sami from like 2001, 2002. The guy was like clocking it at 150s, like Banging it in, man. Him and Shweb. It was a good sight to see. It reminds me of a lot of Nasim and Hasnan. They both came up at the same time. Buddies. Quicks. Clocking at 145, 150 each. But again, Shweb was quicker because... And cleverer because he used to use his head a lot. I was seeing uh, the test match um, against Pakistan in England the last time England came. I think 2005. Yeah. I think he got three wickets on slow balls. Yeah. Like that, and Nassim has a similar thing where he uses his head. Hasnan is just like, bro, I know one thing and it's banging it in. Even, sorry, uh, you mentioned that game against England in 2005. Shoaib had to nullify the pitch in order to get wickets. So the slower balls he was bowling, none of them bounced. They were all like, you know, just dipping, yeah. going onto the wicket directly to the stumps on the pads. Uh, and the other wickets he took were like straight 
in Swinging Yorkers. So mm-hmm. he had to sort of not use the pitch uh, to get wickets because the pitch wasn't supporting him at all. Again, um, it just shows you the class of how what Muhammad Asif did against India on a, a dead Karachi pitch like that when he was bringing it in like that. That's insane. Um, a talent we lost completely, but um, it's still well, like wild to see what that could have led to um, if that had stayed because there, I, I still go back and watch those test matches like from now and then because I'm so glad we had that. You know, Afidi in his prime, Asif in his prime, Shreb in his prime, like just home matches, away matches, 2004, 2005, and then 2006. Those three series were just amazing to watch. It's such a tragedy that Pakistan and India have not played a test match since 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're thinking like a prime armor has never bowled to a prime goalie oh my God. in test matches. We've never seen that sort of a battle uh, between Pakistan and India in test matches. Um, and it's 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 really sad. It's, it would have been a spectacle to see um, someone like, you know, a Zaheer Khan bowling to... Bobber, oh yeah, a, a boom run. Just that that long battle, that that sticking in, yeah. Um, those long spells. Some of the best moments we've had um, that have solidified careers have been in Test cricket. Um, takes me back to 1999 when um, Shreya Bakhtar got both Dravid and Tendulkar out. Yeah, those are important. That made Shreya Bakhtar. Yeah, that, he starts his his, this day. his memoir with that with that thing. Like that's how important it was. Um, it seems extremely. Um, sad to be robbed of those moments we'll never get them Kohli's on his way out like the next couple of years three years he's going to be out Amir is already out um Shaheen is in his prime for sure we'd love to see that um Bobber's in his prime but like it's just a whole generation gone to waste like we when we came up we never had the opportunity to see these guys play IRL yeah um and like we're in our mid-20s now I don't know when this whole political situation is going to resolve itself but um, it's gone so bad now that we're considering pulling out of World Cups and Asia Cups because of political things, and it's just crazy, man. It's just insane. I'm I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, our cousin was at the uh, the India versus Pakistan match at Melbourne, mm-hmm. and he said there were ninety thousand people at the MCG for the World Cup match, and not one incident of things going wrong or fights or because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter about it, it, nobody cares about um. The politics they just want to watch good cricket. They want to see Shaheen versus Kohli. They want to see Bumrah versus Babar. Like that's what people are paying to watch. They don't really care more more about this politics because the politics can politic all it wants. It's just the cricket is suffering. On other moments of suffering, <laughs> the Karachi team has lost four out of the five their five games, and they're looking at a very tough situation to qualify for the playoffs. Uh, I, I'd be surprised if they do. I understand that a lot of their recent losses have been very marginal, mm-hmm. like three runs, six runs, uh, just not being able to finish the games uh, as as they may have wanted. Um, and also, I think Muhammad Lamar is injured as well. So he's out. Uh, he, he, I think I heard he was injured, uh, and then he uh, didn't play the last game. So, because the funny thing that happened was that. Uh, Shahid Afridi called Muhammad Amr. I heard about this, and he said to calm down after wicket celebrations. You're you're getting you know over, over the line a bit, uh, overreacting to these wickets. And funnily enough, the next game, Muhammad Amr took a wicket of the emerging player, uh, for Islamabad and gave him a really nice, very very verbal send off. Verbal send off. And the next game against Lahore, I think he took the wicket of. Um, was it Fakhar? And then he did something that you can't even play on TV, I think, properly. Uh, Pemra 
could could give um, a, a, notice. a notice to to Momlaver. So not sure exactly where he's going with the celebration, what he's trying to prove. Because um, sometimes when you're over trying, you miss the exact the the goal of what you're trying to do is to take wickets because if you're overstriding if you're overtrying you're missing your lengths you're not bowling as properly as where you want you can overpitch um and that's exactly what we saw when Bobber was uh, Amr was bowling to Bobber he bow he was trying to swing the ball back in pitch it up it was a bit overpitched Bobber's so good that he just cover drived him for a four I love that moment so um yeah lots to think about for Karachi because if you look at it they've lost um the last you can say so 11 plus 5 is 16. They've lost the last 15 matches. Out of 40 matches out of out of 16. That's insane. And initially they were blaming Bobber's captaincy and his performance for the loss. I heard a, a journalist try to pry that out of Bobber. And they 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 tra- Karachi traded Bobber to buy Shoaib Malik in the diamond category. And they bought Heather Ali in the platinum category. Heather Ali does not fit in any category, let alone platinum. What happened to that guy, man? He was Heather Lee was supposed to be the next big thing in Pakistan cricket, and then he just shot himself in the leg. Like he just seems like somebody who played a lot of table crickets, and he is not able to like transition to hardball. So he has that one shot that he loved, which is uh, clearing the left leg, slogging it, heaving it to the midwicket side, and that's how he got out against India in the World Cup. Um, you cannot play those shots at this level against these bowlers who have seen videos of you, who have seen your dismissals in the past. Um, they will know exactly where to ball to you and and get the same results as previous bowlers have gotten. Um, so Heather Ali, a really a real tragedy also of Pakistan cricket. Um, I hope he goes back to domestic, scores runs, and and I hope we haven't seen the last of him because there's a there's a, another. Bench of fast of of, of Pakistan bats that are coming through in, in the likes of Mohammad Harris and the likes of Saima Yu, Mohammad Herrera, Rohail Nazir, uh, Abdullah Shafiq. So if he doesn't make a good a quick comeback, um, you never know what could happen. Yeah, with the World Cup around the corner, um, these decisions have to be made. Um, a lot of these players are looking over to play that World Cup. Um, for sure, yeah. What else is on the agenda? Uh, Quetta is also at the bottom of the list. Quetta is on the bottom of the list, but because of their own, there's, there's nothing, car- no, no karma on that part. It's just Quetta being Quetta. And also, if you have Omar on your team, like how are you expecting to win? Any He's playing matches? in the eleven. He was in the eleven initially, and then he flopped like three games. That they dropped him. Yeah, rightfully, rightfully so. so. Like, I feel like this is the last um, uh, PSL that Sarfaz is going to be captaincing. I think it's time to move on. Um, I, I don't think um, Sarfaz is getting older too, 36, 37, I think, right? He's inching that those um, uh, twilight years, and it's time to uh, pass the mantle. Like it's, uh, I said the same about Karachi. I'm shocked that they're getting Maddie uh, the captaincy. He doesn't a deserve it, and b should be captain. He should have given it to somebody else that has a chance of actually leading a team in the future. I love what um, Islamabad did, giving Shadab the captaincy. That was great. Lahore with the uh, Shaheen. Islamabad. Yeah, my new team. Yeah, how, how are you feeling about that? Great, we've won three of the four games, and I just love the brand of cricket that they play. Attacking cricket, they want to make use of each phase of the game. They have players to to maximize each phase of the game. Um, so to watch Islamabad play, regardless of how many wickets they've lost, they still go with the attacking approach. And that's the reason why they made a comeback in today's game. They were like fifty for three in eight overs, and then they they went on to score two twenty in twenty overs. So um, I love their team. I love their management. Shadab as a captain. 
um, and just just the whole team environment itself. It, it seems like people are having fun and enjoying their games. With the first leg now like over. Where do you think uh, the last four teams are going to stand? Who are, we, who are we looking at? Um, I'm going to stand by um, at least three of my teams that I said. So I said Multan, Islamabad, Lahore, uh, and then Peshawar. Oh, I didn't say Peshawar. I, said, I think I said, I said, um, I said Quetta. So yeah. Quetta at, at the bottom right now. Um, but it could be, I think Multan, Islamabad, Lahore for sure. And then one team between Peshawar, Karachi, and Quetta. Who do you think is going to win it all? I think Mulan might win. Yeah, yeah, they just seem to have a complete team. Like they have a good bowling attack. They have um, good openers. They have a strong middle to lower order. They have informed batsmen. Um, I think Multan might take it again. Crazy! I want to see a Multan Lahore final. I want to see a Multan Islamabad final. That Crazy. would be really sick. That'd be awesome. Yeah. All right. So uh, I think we should wrap it up at this point. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about for this week's uh, cricket PSL vibe? No, I think that's everything we wanted to cover. I feel like I, I complain too much in this podcast. What do you think? It's fine. It's it's our podcast. We can have discussions, and that's true. Um, you know, you can try to convince me. I can try to convince you. Yes, yeah, so I don't. I take that back. I'm not apologizing. I think that's it. the beauty of this podcast. Like we <laughs> doesn't have to to necessarily be that we have to agree and be mm-hmm. on the same page for everything. So we can agree to disagree here. Totally. I totally will agree to disagree. Leave a comment, guys, if you guys are on my side on the uh, PSL franchise cricket debate or if you're on Bashar's side. Um, both sides are right, I guess, because P- franchise cricket isn't going anywhere. I can be bitter about it as long as I want. It's going to be here. Um, it doesn't mean that, uh, you know, it's the best form of cricket. That's just my opinion. Um, final thoughts before we leave? Um, PSL is in the world. All right, guys, uh, take it Long easy. Long live test cricket. Long live test cricket. Um, take it easy. Uh, stay safe. Leave a like, comment below. If you guys are listening to this on the audio streams, please, please remember to uh, like and subscribe um, on the specific audio streams you're listening to. Leave a rating. Leave a rating. Leave a review on Apple uh, Podcasts or even Spotify uh, Podcasts if that's where you're listening at. Actually, really helps us. Um, with that, uh, take care of you guys, and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Cheers. Cheers.